celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. You're running the gun. Throws. He's got Jimmy. First down, 20. There he goes. 10, 5, touchdown, win. It is Victory Monday, December 16th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who's constantly being reminded that he's number one, J.P. Shadrick. Not as, not as much as Tony was on Sunday. Yeah, they're friendly fans in Oakland. They, they thought very highly of me. They kept on telling me, you're number one, you're number one. And I appreciate it. Thank you. That kind of them. Very yes. kind. Uh, welcome did in. This really, is Jaguars really Happy Hour you? presented by Jet Home Loans. My name's J.P. Shadrick. His name is Tony Baselli. Pete Prisco is with us down in South yes. Florida as well. We've got some things to discuss this afternoon, gentlemen. We'll start off, of course, with the Jags over the Raiders, 20-16. to Minshew magic in that game to get him back in it. The second half shutout by the defense, social media questions, and we'll go around the AFC South and the NFL. That's all coming up on the show. But within the last half hour or so, the NFLPA has put out a statement involving the Jacksonville Jaguars saying that the association has won a grievance against the Jags involving a former Jaguars player in 2018 and off-season rehab assignments and the, the fines that came with those. Well, the PA said they had won the grievance today, $700,000 rescinded. And then had a few statements in this thing as well, including in the last two years, more than 25% of the grievances filed in the league have been filed against the Jaguars. You as players may want to consider this when you have a chance to select your next club. That was the final line of the statement today by the NFLPA. Uh, Pete, what do you make of all this? Um, I would expect it would be Tom Coughlin making the statement, only because that would be outside of just the – play on the field it's the whole organization and the deal with the players so we'll, we'll see if there's a statement from him um but overall just not good i mean you know if it's a grievance here or there that's not a big deal it happens but the, so like the fact that they lost the grievance to the unnamed player okay big deal the line that just shook me like made you step back and think it was the 25 percent mm-hmm of all grievance go yeah. against this club. That Absolutely. was the number um, that you're kind of like, wow, that's uh, that's not good. Because there's always, the, you know, we talk about free agency and, and players, you know, making that part of the decision-making process. If all things are equal and that comes into it, there's a competitive disadvantage there. But it also affects your locker room. Your current locker room is affected by that because if guys are ticked off at the organization, mm-hmm. that makes it a harder job for the head coach to keep everyone together and on the same page. And so that's another competitive disadvantage. Um, not good. I mean, none of it's good. I mean, hey, Tony. Right. Yeah. Tony, I got to ask you this. When when you played, who do you think was a team that led the league in grievances? Pete, I have no idea, but based on how you asked the question, I guess it would be us. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, every week there was something else going on with Tom and stretching the rules and not reporting injuries and everything else. So this is not a surprise. It, it, he, he's a very rigid, very demanding man. 
And when it comes to things like this, he's going to hold a hardline stance on it. And and this does not surprise me one bit. $700,000 in fines for being missing training sessions? And, and were, during, uh, that seems during, exorbitant to me. During a voluntary time. That's the big thing. Released from the view of the PA. And, and that's exorbitant to me, even if it wasn't. I mean, it's just... Look, there are certain times you go after players for your grievance money and in a grievance. There are certain times that you just have to let it go. And sometimes in the past, and you know this, Tom has pushed and pushed and pushed. How many times did Lagerman go to the PA and complain about Tom's practices and, and the way he was doing things? A ton. So it's not a surprise to me. The number that's a surprise is 25% of all grievances. That's a big number. And, I mean, you know, players talk, and it, especially when you're not winning, it affects the locker room even greater. It makes it harder to do everything. And I guess what – and I and each of these are individual cases, so it's hard to, like, make these blanket statements. But the CBA is pretty clear, Pete. And, like, I'm not – like, I was never the big union guy. I was a part of the union. You know, I just kind of go about your business, do your job. But the CBA is very clear on – like what you can ask players to do and what they don't have to do at certain times of the year and just live by that. It is what it is. That's what's been negotiated between the owners and the union. And we, I don't like, uh, listen, I don't even like all the rules that, oh, ow. Are you okay there? my knee. I'm going to file a grievance. I'm filing a grievance against Joe. Another, Another surgery on that broken down body. Ow, that hurt. Wow. That's a first. It's like first time in the studio. Anyway. Um, it's not like I love all the rules. Like the union negotiated to protect players. Like this limited to, you know, how many times you can have contact during the season. And I think it's too short of a period in the off season that you can have guys to work with, especially young players. So I don't love them. So I'm not like here defending the union, but guess what? Those are the rules. And, and here's the thing that, you know, drives me a little bit crazy because as coaches and front office people, we want players to follow the rules that we set forth for them, and they should. But guess what? The shoe has to – you put the shoe on the other foot. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If that's the case, the front offices and the coaches have to respect the rules and follow the rules of the CBA. And if you're not, that's a problem. I, it should not be that hard. It should well, not be that hard. Well, think about this for a second. Jalen Ramsey was traded – in large part because there was a rift between him and Tom. And when you go back to the origin of that rift, what is it? Well, it started this, this offseason when he called out him and Talvin about not being there at the offseason program, which is voluntary, which he, you're not supposed to do. Very clear in the CBA. You're not supposed to make but those But you stuff. know how Tom is. When he has a voluntary program for a team, he wants everybody there. It doesn't it does. matter if he. It doesn't matter what I he wants. It, Tony. It's a rule I because guess what? Here's the thing, and I would tell Tom this. So, like, Tom had a rule when I played here. You had to wear. You couldn't wear white socks in the road. I thought it was a dumb rule. I thought it was ridiculous. I told him I thought it was a dumb rule. It has nothing to do with me blocking anybody. Why do I? Can't I wear white socks? I like white socks. I want to wear white socks. What does it matter? Guess what? I didn't wear white socks because he was the boss. It's his the team rule, and he made a rule. And so I had to follow it, whether I liked it or not. I'm sorry. If he doesn't like the rule that things aren't mandatory, 
he still has to follow. We have to follow them as an organization. And what? And I don't know the specific, but I mean, we know that happened because it was said in a press conference. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the nature of these grievances are, so I don't want to step too far. But the, it's just the principle, no different than what was expected as me as a player from this organization, that the rules set by Tom Coughlin was my boss, my head coach, and under the if I wanted to be a Jacksonville Jaguar, I had to follow his rules. That's you know, how it worked. There was a grievance filed on on the behalf of Leonard Fournette. That much we know. When, when they fined him for, for that situation on the sideline, when he was sitting on the bench. And I think from what I've heard, just rumblings, I don't, I don't think they won that grievance. I think he did. He got his money. The fine was rescinded. So look, the but worst line I, in the entire but, thing, Tony, but Pete, is, before we go to the worst line, I just want to like, my, like, unless you know, every single um, grievance and really understand every rule of the CBA, I don't know either. I know the basics, but it's a simple thing. No different to me, like, if I was talking to players, this is easy. Like, there's rules. Like, if your rules of your team is to be on time and do X, Y, and Z, just be on time, do X, Y, and Z. As long as it doesn't, as long as it does not uh, violate the CBA, just do it. Like, you don't have to like it. A lot of us don't like some of the rules. But just do it because that's the way the organization works, and that's the way it's going to make it better for everyone, including yourself. The same message should be to the front office and the coaches. Like, this is the rules. Here's the CBA. This is what your boss, the owners, negotiated with the PA. So these are the rules. Guess what? It's not that hard. Just follow them. It's voluntary until this date. Right. And if somebody doesn't go, you cannot hold that against them. You can't hold it against them. Don't say anything. You don't have to like it. That's the rule. They're not violating any rule. They're not doing anything wrong. It's not immoral. There's nothing at all so just like it's just part of the deal well, let me ask this uh, why is What's this, so hard about that let though? me ask this why why was this done in such a public way today of all days by the pa um what my guess today was because it just came down it's a huge fine a huge uh, uh a huge win for the union huge right. win for the union yeah and i mean that's it probably just got decided it's a big win it's a big dollar amount and they're probably wanting to make a statement saying, like, enough's enough. Like, all these grievances are from one team. Or the, like, a, the, a big number, a big percentage. And so we're going we're gonna to take a shot across the bow and say, this is what we think. It's my guess. It's no different than, you know, what was it, like, two years ago? Seattle had an extra practice or had contact they weren't supposed to. Yeah. The they PA, lost draft picks, right? PA came or out. Lost practice like, days. The PA think. came out, made a big statement. Seattle should be doing this, and we're taking away. Practice. Practice. Days. Yeah, that's right. The, the, we've agreed with the NFL take away the practice. The Ravens, it happened to the Ravens yeah, so, at one point as well. Like, it's not like abnormal for the PA to come out and make a statement. Now, this was a strong statement. The, and now we it's also to, abnormal to mention the amount of the fines, though. That's the abnormal. amount of the fines was interesting, and the last sentence was a was, was 100% that's the one I mean, a, that's a the one I shot. A, you a, a roundhouse. You want to consider this when you have your chance to select your next club, basically telling free agents on the market, beware if you sign with Jacksonville. Oh, it was a shot right at this organization and right at the front office. What does it mean for Tom Coughlin? And right at Tom. What does it mean well, for he's him? He's the front office, Pete. What does it mean for him? I don't, 
It doesn't mean anything. I mean, what means- was the report on? I, I didn't hear the report on ESPN yesterday, um, but there was a report from Mortensen and guys on ESPN talking about the Jaguars. I was on the air at the time, but somebody sent me uh, uh, something on Twitter saying that they thought Tom would go spend more time with his family and Marone would be fired, which I I told you guys I thought that might happen in the first place. But uh, what's that mean for Dave if that happens? Listen, one thing I, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to speculate based, because the rumors are going to start swirling the next two weeks, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is going to be, this is because this is what our business does, when I say our business, the media, and especially this time of year, you start here, and there's zero accountability to the media in this case. They can say, we can say whatever we want on Twitter. We just make these blanket statements. We take shots in the dark, in my opinion. We hear it from one source that's not, uh, collaborate. There's not, no collaboration. There's no confirmation. There's no anything, and we just put stuff out there. And most of the time, guess what, guys? It comes back as not being true. Well, and, well, not, not not necessarily. That's not true. Some people are wrong. Some people are right. Now, but, when but, we're but, sitting but, here but, saying, but, but, I'm not but, reporting they're getting fired. I never said that. But two and two equals four. If you add it all up, it looks like it's going to be a house cleaning. I listen. I mean, based on the performance this year and how these things are going, it wouldn't surprise me. But I don't know that. No, and, I don't know that either. Right. So, but I'm, you when you start, that. when we start reporting things, it's very easy. We just start reporting things that this person's being gone, this person's leaving, and nobody I reported th- that. I didn't report that. I'm not saying you, Pete. ESPN said that. That Tom, it's rumors are Tom's going to retire, spend time with his family, and Marone's gone, and nothing said about Dave. And your question was, what does that mean for Dave? I don't know what it means for any of them. Because I don't know if any of that's true. And, there's, and my, whole, my whole problem with this is, and nothing against Chris Mortensen. I like Chris Mortensen. They, they all have a job to do. Let's not forget, half of the media business nowadays is entertainment. And so we're throwing a bunch of stuff out there to keep people informed, to keep people clicking on websites. But there's no accountability. There's no accountability. Well, if, they don't get fi- if they don't get fired, then you can come back and say Mort was wrong. Yeah, no, but, no, but no one does, Pete. It just we move on to the next thing. Things happen so much, and we say so many different things. And Mort might be right. And listen, Mort somebody Mort knows people in that organization. He's been around a long time. Well, Mort's to, and Mort is close to Tom. Right. So if if he's saying that Tom is going to retire and spend more time with his family, which we've mentioned many a time on this show, many a time. I'm not saying it's not a possibility, and I'm not taking any – I love Chris Mortensen. I think he does a great job. I'm just saying I'm not – and I'm okay with you doing it, Pete, on the show. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't like speculating and start making these comments because I don't know. Now, do I – would I be – I'll say this. Would I be shocked if there's not changes based on what has happened this year? Yes. I'd be surprised. But I don't know what they are. Would it be – let me ask you this, Tony. It's better for Tom and his – persona in Jacksonville to retire and walk away than it is for him to get fired. Long-term. Yes. I think right now, I think it would be viewed the same. Yeah, probably so. I think right now it would be viewed the same as people basically saying he was asked to retire is what people would assume. Just basically it's been, it's not good right now. A lot of reports coming out. Mm -hmm. The stuff happened this weekend, the PA, you know, the Jalen stuff, I mean, there's been stuff for the last six weeks swirling around of negativity and a lot of speculation. And so I think regardless of what happens, and I don't know what it is, whether he resigns or is asked to leave or 
anything in between, it's going to be viewed as it was time to make a change. All right, well, let's, let's be on. honest, though. A lot of it is self-inflicted wounds here. A lot of it is self-inflicted yes. wounds. Yes, it's always 99% of the time in this league it is self-inflicted. Teams beat themselves. Teams make decisions that affect themselves. It's not No one's doing it to us. Uh, by the way, uh, Mark Long reported that it was Dante Fowler that was the unnamed player. And then within yeah, the last we, few minutes, Dante Fowler said uh, on Twitter, quote, they literally hated me. I got it all back, though, thanks to the NFLPA, end quote. Yeah, I knew it was Dante, but I was going to say until. Well, it was out there. Oh, yeah, it not. said it in the story. It was Dante. No, it didn't. No, they it did, did not. not. In the story, I just saw it did. Well, the story, but the uh, uh, statement the from statement the PA did, did not. not have a name. Yes. Oh, the story did, yeah. Yeah. Let's come back. Uh, let's talk about football when we actually we come back. Uh, well, winning we, football. We just talked about football. This winning about, football. Talk about the game. The we Jags won, won a okay. football game. Yes, they won 20-16. to 16. We'll recap that. We'll touch on the grievance stuff again a little bit later in the show. Your social media questions in the second hour. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at leicamobile.us. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles, vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. 
Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. This is a victory Monday. Yeah. Believe it or not. I, and I'd like to uh, make an announcement. I oh, t- really? I, yeah. I, I'm, I, I mean, I, I want to be humble about this. Everybody listen close. I would like to be humble, but really, a big part of this victory was I kind of changed the 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 flow and kind of the momentum because of I started reading cards in the broadcast and that energy on the broadcast translated to energy on the field and we is, got a football game. Is that how it worked? We won a football game. Yeah, I mean, I got people all over the country saying that was amazing. Amazing. It was really amazing. Everywhere. It's funny how that works. I mean, players they heard about it like what happened is I started in the first half. Did you do it in Denver too? I don't remember. No, well, the, the, I, I needed small to break, details. I needed to break the string. Small details. And so what happened was, I did it in the first half, and word started swirling around. Hmm. Got to the sideline, swirling around like the smoke in the on the, in the very stadium sim- that day. Very similar Close to the smoke. To that? Okay. And it started, hey, JP. Yes. Pete. JP. Wait a second. He read cards. That means he read like the ads. The commercial, yeah. live commercials during. And well, got, if, and, that, and it, if that got back to the team, they would have started fumbling just like you fumbled no, no, no. everything you read. No, it got, back, it got back to the team, and that's why the second half run happened because they oh. said if he is going to go to bat for us like that and bring that kind of passion to the broadcast, we're going to bring it to the field. That was the difference. I mean, I don't want – I mean, Pretty that's good. what people are telling me at least. Insurance oh, Office wait, of America this, really JT, loves your reads that much. The weed. It was really everywhere. Oh, Pete. Yeah. The weed was out of control. <laughs> like, to the point where, you know, the Oakland, you've been to Oakland. You've been to the press box. Oh, yeah. And so we're up, you know, 15, 20 feet from the stands below us. And the windows are open. And you'd be sitting there in this just waft of smoke and uh, stinky weed odor. <laughs> would come into the booth, and by the end, I mean it's like I I hope I don't get drug tested this week because it's we're all we're all failing, and you look over and you look over and they're just passing joints like it's like a, a day at the beach I guess or well, wherever. The, the best question though is how did you know that's what the smell was? Yeah, well, Joe told me our producer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> innocent Tony over here. Joe it Tony. Bar- it could have been barbecue or something. Nah, you don't know. know. <laughs> they were barbecuing something, but it was not. Uh, it wasn't ribs. Yeah, their brain cells. <laughs> Holy cow! It was thick. Well, it was. Um, I think it was Chris Conley said you could smell it on, on the, the field. field, right? And I remember that even back in 2012, like it when was, I was worse. on the sideline. But I'm sure this it was, was a special day. Worse than ever. Hole, I mean, I've been around. 
What happened after the game? There was like a little mini riot after the game. Uh, no, it was. I mean, there was a handful of guys that jumped on the field. They all got ham- just 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 completely demolished by the police. Um, there were some fights in the stands, and then there was debris coming in from. There yeah, was from everywhere. Everywhere yeah. hit some people. Then they were on the dugout ripping the Oakland Raider banners. I mean, it was just chaos. And then, then I might have, I might have, started yelling at some of the fans below us. And then they had. Um, and then they, I then they, I walked out and let Joe handle them. And apparently they closed the field after that and didn't let any of the media people back out to do their on field hits or anything. No, was, it was, was none of that. It was You're stuff done. flying. You don't I mean, be out water balls flying from the top deck. The best was, so I leaned over and these people are yelling at us, you know, cut. and I sat there for a moment. I'm like, I can just sit here and just walk away or I can engage. I decided to engage. How did that go? Yeah, you don't do that. It was don't great. Why? It was perfect. Hey, that place is a dump, by the way. Nobody's going to miss that dump. 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 It dump. was great because dump. you started, then Hi, you Joe. ran away. Well, yeah. Hi, JP. Hi, Pete. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't run away. I just I, I got tired of dealing with them, and, yeah, and then I had to hang out the window and get the antennas. Were they? Were I they so, waiting to get hit with a bottle? Were they? Sh- say I think you scared them. Yeah, I scared them. I told them. I said, "You want some? Come get some." You know, not, not did you? Uh, did you guys stay in Oakland? No, we stayed. We stayed at a beautiful hotel, Four Seasons, I believe. It was great hmm. uh, out in Palo Alto. Oh, okay. Right, Joe? Is that where we were? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I wasn't there. It was nice, was too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very nice. JP, you weren't even there. I you wasn't there, but I know. When you guys – You weren't invited. I get the document. I was not invited. Back in the day, Tony, back in the day, you guys stayed in downtown Oakland because we stayed at that hotel. I remember that. Yeah. I, I don't – I'm not going to – I'll say this. The ride was a little bit long, and we hit traffic because they were tailgating early. I mean, we left the hotel at 8.30. It's, you know, a 40, 45-minute ride, and – we were hitting. We got stuck in traffic. It was, a, and the place was packed. Cops had to stop cars, let us in. Wasn't as bad as Frangie. The best. You'll love this, Pete. So, Frangie, who's still out on vacation, I, I'm not sure he actually does a radio show anymore and doesn't work very still much. Still football anymore. season, right? Yeah, he's on yeah. vacation. It's his wife's 50th birthday or whatever it is. She looks like she's 30, um, and so he went out early to San Francisco and was going to stay late. So he didn't fly with us. He didn't stay with the team. He stayed in San Francisco. And he was going to meet us at the stadium the day of the game, which was a mistake. He should have Ubered to our hotel, came right. on the team bus. He didn't. Stay so, in the cocoon as, as long as you can. Stay in the cocoon. Yeah. So he's got he's got a parking pass, whatever he has. He's going to drive his rental car to the stadium and then meet us in the booth. Well, at two and a half miles out from the stadium, he blows a tire on his rental car. Oh, God. So he has to pull this gas station, call the rental car, says, listen, you got to come pick this up. He has no way to get this name now, so he walks two and a half miles through the sea of humanity with his Jaguar logoed sweatshirt Oh, my God. <laughs> through scenic Oakland. Yes. And he's like, he said, he, he says, I might die. He was afraid for his life. But he said, credit to the, and this was, they were obviously still sober. Uh, they were all in their right mind still. He said the Oakland fans were great going in. and uh, He should have covered his logo up. I mean, that's a smart thing to do. I would have I bought a Raiders t-shirt. Yeah, something. Come on, Francie. You're smarter than that. No, yeah. maybe not. All, all of you, Pete, <laughs> JP, Tony, with two and a half hours to game time, wouldn't you just change the tire? 
Well, Pete, come on. Yes, we would. That's Frank's not getting his hands. He's not getting his <laughs> hands dirty. Come, come on. on, come on. What kind of question is that, Joe? Yeah, Joe. It would take you twenty Jeez. minutes. It would take you less time to change the tire than it would to walk the two and a half miles. But let's come back. Let's uh, let's talk about the game when we come back. We did the talk actual, the actual game though. The comeback, Gardner Minshew, the touchdowns, the defense, the whole deal. We're gonna All do right. that. Let's do that when we come back. It was a horrible first half. That's being kind. But a really, really nice ending for this Jags team with a win in Oakland. This is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Kessley Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps, Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today, 15 locations on the first coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible on select 2019 model year vehicles. Vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. At Gate, when the Jags win, you win. This season, we're throwing it back to 1995 when it all began. Each time the Jags win, you can enjoy retro pricing on all 20-ounce Pepsis. So hurry into Gate the day after every Jaguars victory and throw back your favorite 20-ounce Pepsi for just 94 cents. Co-Jags. Gate, serving up more. Valid at participating North Florida Gate locations. Limit one per customer. Yes, sir. 
all the celebration after the Jags win in Oakland yesterday. <laughs> Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans. Like you want to run through a brick wall. Good for them. That's great. I'm a happy, happy for group them. of Well, Jaguars. listen, they should. They work hard. These guys, I mean, it hasn't been pretty this year, especially the last five weeks, but we came out. No one gave them a chance to win out in Oakland. Um, I think we had, you know, Johnny Oda's the nine uh, experts that pick on uh, mm-hmm. Twitter. I think only one of us picked uh, – the Jags to win. I'm not going to say who it was. Me. Um, uh, you did not. Yes, I did. Go back and look at it. Well, that's just your Pollyanna self. What are you talking about? I, thought, I, I felt the energy. I knew I was reading cards. I felt the energy from this team. And the Raiders stink, by the way. You know the only team who's lost by more points per game in the last three games than the Jags? That would be the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland yes, Raiders. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, well, the Jaguars think too, and they were playing on the West Coast. I didn't think they'd win. Give them credit. That was that was. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. I'll they, be they, they played hard. The, I mean, the first half of this game at halftime, the statistics at half are just just ugly. Seventeen to two was the first down total in favor of Oakland in the first half, um, and then of course the time of possession, twenty one minutes. The Raiders held the ball in the first half. The Jags had nothing going on offense. They didn't have a lot going on defense early, but they switched it around at halftime. Well, there. no, I, actually, they switched it around after the first drive. Okay. In on this defense. sense, on defense, they were still giving up some yards between the twenties, but they played. It was like the old bend but don't break defense, and they got stingy in the red zone as they got down. They they got some negative plays even after drives that had you know five, six, seven plays. Then you get a sack, force a penalty, and next thing you know, it's third and twenty. And so they did some they did some things on defense after that first drive where they came, they hustled, they made plays, they kept on fighting, and they made the Oakland Raiders earn everything. They didn't give them anything easy. And because of that, the Oakland Raiders aren't a very good football team. And they couldn't do it. And I thought, so defensively after that first drive, I thought, you know, it wasn't great. Second half was very good. The rest of the first half, the numbers weren't great, but they did what it takes to, to keep their team in the ballgame by forcing field goals. After the opening touchdown, yeah. and that's all you can do. That's right. When the, and they can thank and they can thank Derek Carr for his stupidity at the end of the game. Which which one? When he left time on the clock. Well, it's but not the, it's not his fault that the officials blew the call when he slid and he's in bounds, Pete. We had to play a game after that, throwing the ball. Okay, well, well timeout. Let's go through the end of the game, and yeah. so I actually don't put this on Derek Carr. I put it on John Gruden, number one. He's the coach. They start the four-minute drive with about five minutes left. They were snapping the ball with 10 to 13 seconds left on the play clock a lot of times. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Which is – so, like, if you 
just to give everyone a little context, if you have six plays in that drive, which I think they had more than that, but let's just say it's six, that's a oh, that's over a minute of time that you kept on the clock that should have been gone. But they did not. That adds up. So then they get down and they run second and nine, two twenty left in the uh, in the game in the in the game at two twenty to something like that. They run a zone read. Works perfectly. I think twelve, they, 12 yard gain. Derek Carr. I think they got away with a little bit of hold on Calitro, but forget that. Derek Carr does what you're supposed to do. He initiates the slide inbounds. His knee is down a yard before the out of bounds marker. For whatever reason, the officials blew it, and they stopped the clock with 2:05 instead of letting it run down to the two minute warning. Mm-hmm. So now it's first and ten. With 205, that's a 40-second mistake. Because right. Of, because if it but runs then they down, took a delay a game penalty. Hold on, though, Pete. The, and the, the fact that that's not a reviewable play is a mistake. The officials blew it. And the fact that no one, like, Gruden said something, but I'm like, that should be, that cost them the game. The game is probably over if the official just plays by the rules. Where, because guess what? If he was going for a first down and he initiated the slide, before the first down sticks, wherever his knee hit, he'd be down. Not well, no, where he, is wherever he starts to slide. Yeah, he's or, done. Or if you give yourself up in any way, shape, or form anywhere, you're That's down. Right. Yeah, he's down. And who cares if he slid out of bounds? That doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. It's where you begin the slide. And so they blew it. So then it's for now, this is where Gruden, in my opinion, it started not telling Derek Carr to snap the ball with like two seconds on the play clock. Now this is where it gets off the, off the rails. They're so mad that the official blew this, they're not paying attention to the play clock. They're not organized. Somebody on the sidelines, in the booth, has to be saying, Coach, call timeout. We can't take a penalty here because first and 15 in a four-minute offense is very different than first and 10. So they should have called the timeout. They did not. Then he throws a challenge flag. Here comes another mistake by the officials. He throws a challenge flag on a play that is not challengeable and by rule, Pete, correct me if I'm wrong, you're supposed to lose a timeout at that point. Correct. The officials didn't take away a timeout from him. Blew that part. Now it's first and 15, 2.05. What do you do on first and 15 at 2.05 when the clock is going to stop at the two-minute warning no matter what? You throw it. You throw the ball. I said it on the broadcast. Throw the ball here. You need to get back ahead of the change or where you should be on right, schedule. Right, it's incomplete. It's still the two-minute warning anyway. It's a two-minute warning anyways. It's not, It doesn't matter. They should have run a naked bootleg. Sell the run, get the Jags going, easy completion, maybe pick up five, six, seven yards, whatever. They don't. They hand it off, gain two. Now we get to the two-minute warning, hand it off again. They get three, two or three. Jags use their last timeout. Now here comes the next mistake, in my opinion. You're in field goal range. It's third and 11. What do you do? You run the ball. Because right now, your percentage of picking up third and 11 in any situation, any part of the game, is not high. Well, even if he completes that pass, he's not getting it. Okay, exactly. But you don't even take a chance of anything bad happening by throwing the ball because a drop stops the clock. You run it. You run another 40 seconds off the clock. Then you call timeout. Then you kick a field goal. You kick a field goal. Even if you miss it, the Jaguars get There's the ball back with fi- minute, 55 to yeah. minute 05, right in those. Right, range. right. If they would have done that, the game would have gone to overtime. 
because the Jags would have had the ball. If you if you back if you go what happened where they were with five seconds left or forty five seconds left in the game, because that's what they cost them forty seconds by not running the ball instead of throwing it. That forty seconds they were about to thirty. It would have been a forty eight yard field goal or so. Right, which would have been a long field goal to tie the game in that. That's right. Pressure cooker. That right. is yeah, all. It was terrible clock management. All coaching. Now go back to the first half with John Gruden. This guy now, and I like John. He makes $10 million a year, so I have no problem criticizing him when you're the highest-paid coach and you're supposed to, like, be really good at this. End of the first half. They have two timeouts. They get the ball on the R20, a minute 11 left, minute 07. They run a draw, get nine. They don't call a timeout. I'm okay with that because you're backed up. Let's see if we can get our call a screen, get 30. What do you do after a 30-yard play with under a minute left when you have two timeouts? You call timeout. Oh, because, you're talking about the screen pass to Richard, yeah, Richard. Yes. You call They got time- 21 yards down to the 46. They should have called timeout. Call timeout. They, they went from 57 seconds to 31 seconds. They wasted 25 seconds. 25 seconds. Call timeout. Now it's 55 seconds. You're on their side of the field. You have one timeout. Perfect. You're perfect. You're Instead, yeah. you know what they did? They threw an incomplete pass. Now they have two timeouts with 20 seconds left, 22 seconds. And they never he, used one of them. He went to the locker room with the pocket in his, uh, with the timeout in his pocket. Terrible, terrible, terrible clock management. They were on the, they had first and goal on the eight. They should have had three shots at the end zone. They only had one. Right. Situational coaching in the NFL is awful, Tony. And, and you're right. The announcers half the time don't even mention half that stuff. Like how do Here's you? One. I'll give you one. I'll give you one at the end that you guys were were at, your game was going on. At the end of the 49ers game against Atlanta. The Falcons actually score a touchdown. They review it. They overturn it, which probably should have been overturned. They had one. They had three. I think it was two seconds left. They score. Julio Jones goes across the line. They review it. Call it a touchdown. The Falcons send out their two-point team, take a snap, and take a knee. The, the, the announcers didn't say one word. One of them said, well, they must want to try and use the time. Even no, they didn't want. They didn't want the ball blocked for a two-point conversion to of go back. Of course, yes. Of course, one word about it. They just sat there. They couldn't figure out what they were doing. Well, listen. If you want to hear these things, and you're a Jaguar fan, turn your TV off and turn on our radio because we talked about every one of these things during the entire game. So, if you want to know this stuff, listen to us because that's what we but, talk about. And one thing about Minshew and that video you guys just showed, that looks like it's his team. No, I think that's pretty clear by now. Yeah. You saw a passing shot of Nick Foles, like kind of in the background, but the guy they were rallying around was Minshew. Well, people, you also know this. I mean, come on. I agree with you, by the way. But when you win, players are out of their minds. I mean, everything's right in the world. Everyone's good, and everyone's their favorite. Well, I get it. They're I all best. They're all. Like they're all best. They're all best friends. And then when you're losing, everyone hates each other. Just the way the world works. But he looked like he took control of that for a young kid. He looked like that was his huddle. So when we come back, because I know we got to go to break here. When we come back, I want to go through Minshew, the good, the bad, the ugly, because now everyone's back on the train saying, "Oh, can he be the guy?" Let's go through some numbers. Let's. 
You like me producing that, don't I do. you? You like I, that? I just all wow. I do is sit here and dual, throw a break. Dual jobs for me. Dual job. You want I love me, this. You want me to lead the show too? I do not. Okay. You want me to start reading? Because reading won us game Hell yesterday. Oh no. No, 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 no. No, sir. Just give it to me. Let me try it. Get Which one? Out of here. Which one um, do you want me to read? There's not one. Oh, never mind. I won't read then. Prior to each game, entertain oh, guests in air conditioned suites at the public's ultimate tailgate party presented by Party Shack. Visit jacksvillage.com and reserve your suite today. What a, what a terrible person you are. I love public stuff, but you're a terrible person. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at leicamobile.us. US. Take home a delicious game day win with free delivery from Mellow Mushroom, powered by DoorDash. Their signature stone baked pizzas, sandwiches, and Mellow Munchies are the perfect play to score big with your family and friends. Order online at order.mellowmushroom.com and don't forget to follow on Facebook where the Roar of the Jaguars will make a special delivery to one lucky fan during every away game. Place your order today and get the taste that's deliciously Duval. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard, week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide.
these games are like the most fun, you know, they suck for like 90% of it, like you feel like crap, but then you just keep grinding, find a way. Um, you know, these guys, uh, there's nobody I'd rather do it with than them. Gardner Minshew, Jaguars quarterback, to win in Oakland yesterday, 20-16 to 16 the final. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco, and per Tony's request, I guess, order? My producing. Proclamation? Yes. We're going to get the good, bad, and the ugly from Gardner Minshew's performance. Great movie, by the way. Let's just let this breathe a little bit here. Good movie. Yeah, right? That's the best part right there. It made the whole thing. So we're going to say, you know, it's the good, the bad, the ugly. It's a famous uh, Clint Eastwood spaghetti western. Thank you. It was Um, filmed in Spain. But they called them spaghetti westerns. Correct. I have no idea why. But it's yeah, but they weren't. That one wasn't Joe. It was in Spain. Go ahead. Can you just what was the good? Okay, no, we're going good last because I like to save the best. That's for the not last. the order, but uh, it's your production. I don't care. I know, but the good, the bad, the ugly. We're gonna do good whatever. Last. Just just do something. Well, the big question is, you know, what everyone wants to talk about, and what you're trying to figure out for next year is like, what do you do at the quarterback position? Like Nick Foles is going to be here unless something crazy happens because you owe him all this money. You're going to pay for him one way or another. And you have this young quarterback in Gardner Minshew that, if you looked at it, and I told you at the beginning of the year, your six-round quarterback's going to be 5-5 five and five in the 10 starts that he has, you'd be like, huh, not bad. So, but where do you go from here? I mean, because you're going to have high draft picks and everything else. And really, it's going to be the next number. It's a, You look at this week and the last two weeks. After the performance... Everyone has gone crazy say, Minshew Mania is back. The Magic's back because he brought this team to a win. But I think you have to look at the entire picture when you're making a decision you're really evaluating Gardner Minshew. It was ugly to start the game. Yes. I mean, they had no rhythm. He was inaccurate throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Jumpy. He was – What you say, Pete? Jumpy. Moving, moving in the pocket more than he needed to. He did have a drop. Uh, but they had nothing going at all. I think there's, you know, and there's questions. You know, part of the questions, some of the questions I think people have is his, I don't think it's a big deal right now because he's young, is his ability to see things and everything else. He'll get that. He's a smart guy. Arm strength is a question. Can he drive the ball down the field? That's something they have not done very well. He did have the deep pass to, on the out and up. To Cole, and the corner mm-hmm. fell down. But his arm did not look great early. He did not look accurate. It didn't look like a lot of zip in the ball. The ball was sailing on him. It was ugly. The bad was he was leading an offense that still could not get in the end zone. He has not gotten the end zone very much in the last three games he started. Houston in London. Last week against whoever we played. I can't remember now. Chargers. The Chargers. And this week to start the first half, two first downs. Barely 70 yards of offense, under 10 minutes of time of possession, and you honestly wondered as we were sitting, we looked at each other in the booth, like, will we ever see the end zone again? I mean, that's how bad it felt. But this is the good. Oh. This is what I love about this kid, and this is why there's a chance that he could be the guy. He's got to clean up stuff. I think he needs to work on it. You know, keep on getting his arm stronger and stronger. Yeah. He'll improve on seeing things. Right. But the stuff he has that you can't teach, 
He has a presence about him. He's a natural leader. He has moxie. He has grit. And the kid never flinches. I mean, everything was going against them. Nothing was going their way, and he kept on firing. He started the game three for ten. That's not good. That's 30%. Awful. Fortunate. A ball didn't get batted and picked. High throws on slants, poor throws. The next 18 passes, JP, after the first 10, mm-hmm. you know what he was? 14 for 18. That's better. Two touchdowns and led this team and made some big-time throws at the end of the game. Now, they weren't still – he drove one down the field on a comeback. The uh, the two touchdowns were not deep throws. They were beautiful, on-time, precision slant patterns. But the most impressive thing to me about this kid – is his toughness, both physically and mentally, to hang in there and to keep on playing until the game's over. A lot but, of guys don't have that. But you cannot look at this performance and say, Mania's back and he's definitely the guy. That's There's no what, way. Pete, that's why I said the good, the bad, the ugly. I agree with you. There's, there's, there's yeah, good that, stuff. It's got to be better than that. It was great. In, for spurts, it was very good. It was great when it had to be. Um, and he's decisive, and he makes good decisions when it has to be. But at other times, it was awful. And that's and why you can't have that. That's why Pete. That's why I said when I thought about it, it was the good, the bad, the ugly. There was good, there was bad, and there was some flat, ugly stuff. And you're right. You need more. You got these last two games are very important for them. I think the off season is important. I think unless one of these quarterbacks falls to you, wherever you pick, you're probably going into training camp with Minshew and Foles as your guys to compete for the starting job. And it's too early to make any proclamation that he's the guy. And for everyone who's so excited what happened at the end, yes, I'm excited too. But you can't let that cloud the entire picture. And that's what Pete's saying. It's it's a big picture thing. And let's not forget, that's a bad Oakland team and a bad Oakland defense. All right. And Atlanta's a bad defense for most of this year too. So we'll see. Uh, I, I just think there's got to be – the next two games – to me, are important for him. He's got to show better early in games and and get going. And then, then you know what I mean? It's not just about the end of the game. That magic is great and all, but it's got to be more consistent. we got to get to the point where you're not having, being forced to need the magic at the end of games. You hear that music, Pete? That means shut up. You you just babbled for 20 minutes straight through that segment. <laughs> no, the segment was, was only... The segment was only six minutes, but good try, Pete. Whatever it was, you babbled the whole damn time. It, it you're was. Baselli, you're Baselli the babbler. Well, it was two of the three good, bad, and ugly. I'll say that. And it wasn't good. We're that, back in a moment. That hurts. Hour number hurts. two. Jaguars happy hour. Your face is part of those two as well. Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. 
Visit any Dream Finders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your Dream Finders Home. Dream Finders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. It's fourth and goal. Jacksonville and St. Augustine drivers are going for huge savings. It's the fourth quarter year-end sales drive at Jack Hanania's Chevy Buick GMC. Get in the game and save with year-end closeout pricing on all remaining 2019 and 2018. All backed by our exclusive lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance. Rush to Jack Hanania's Chevy Buick GMC. Online at jackhannaniachevrolet.com or jackhannaniabuickgmc.com. See you details. For tile, wood, and stone, come to the nationwide low-price leader, Floor & Decor. The prices are the lowest you will find. Not only did we find lots of options, we were like, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. It's affordable no matter what your budget. I saved a lot of money at Floor & Decor. We came in under budget. Way under budget. Uh, way under budget. It's really the best pricing. You're getting an incredible product for an amazing price. Why wouldn't you want to save money and make your house look great? I love to save money. Who doesn't like to save money? <laughs> Floor & Decor, two Jacksonville area locations. Or visit FloorAndDecor.com. It's a little loud out there. Uh, you know, you can smell it on the sidelines, and surprisingly, you could smell it on the field. You know, we were at midfield, and you could smell it. Uh, a lot of recreational uh, fun going on in this stadium, uh, but, you know, the second hand is, is whew, it's a lot. Chris Conley in the locker room after the game discussing the environment. You know, he, he's never lost to the Raiders. He is undefeated. 7-0 and now. Yes. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour, the second hour. Underway, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. Glad you're along with us. Plenty to get to today. Uh, we've touched on the Jaguars' win, of course. They've snapped a five-game losing skid with a 20-16 win over the Oakland Raiders. Minshew Magic at the end to get it done. The Jags' defense played well. Uh, can they pull a couple more rabbits out of their hat the rest of the way? We'll find out. Uh, today, though, this afternoon, the NFL Players Association uh, throwing an announcement out there that they had won a grievance over the Jaguars, fining players for missing offseason rehab. Well, the players thought they fouled. They, they, it was announced later. Correct. $700,000 in fines have been rescinded now for Dante Fowler. And a couple of key quotes in there I'm discussing uh, that 25% of the grievances filed in the league in the last two years have been against the Jaguars and basically warning Membership of the Players Association um, 
to consider this when you have a chance to select your next club. Do we want to dive into this again, or we just Let's touch on it we can, briefly? Tony, this I got one big question today. for you. When you get when you get fined, it comes out of your paycheck right away, and then you have to file the grievance to get it back. Yes. So basically, that's a hell of a Christmas present Dante Fowler just got. It's a lot of money, man. Yeah. So I was only fined twice. And, for what? Uh, so yeah, but before what did you get fined for? So I got fined. I probably should. I could have filed a grievance against Tom for this one. I got fined. It wasn't even a rule. I think he made it up after because he didn't like something. I got fined for uh, three times. I got fined for leaving the pregame meal early, not spending enough time with the, my teammates. I remember the story, which it wasn't even that's a really, rule. That's really stupid. <laughs> what was the fine? How much was it? I think it was when, like back then I was a rookie. 95, I think it was like 250, 150. It was a small fine. Um, I, I remember it was me, Novak, and Chung. And we went down to his office to like complain about it. And he just said he was unwavering that we were getting fined. I was late for one team meeting. I was actually here sitting in the locker room, and it was before the digital clocks. So everything was, you know, five minutes early. And digital clocks. Back then, we had the. Just like the manual clock. So every clock was different in the building. <laughs> and so I showed up. It was, I was like four minutes early, me and Clyde Simmons, and the door was locked, and the team meeting had started. So, um, All right, so I, you deserve that one. Yeah, you were late. How do you figure? I was you still early. It was, a, it was an 8 o'clock meeting. I was there at eight at 7.56. You were late. Anyways, nice. fine. Uh, and then um, I got fined by the NFL for a fight. Uh, against the Ravens, and I actually appealed that one. I appealed the uh, the the fine I got from the league, and I lost. So they never find you for punching me in the locker room. Then you got to pay me. No, they actually I got a bonus for uh, <laughs> for punching you. Tom said, "Great job. We're gonna give you a hundred thousand dollar bonus for punching Pete." <laughs> So, Pete, what, I mean, I, I, I kind of ranted at, at the beginning of the show about my thoughts, uh, and I think you were here for part of it. I know we lost you for a little bit. What's your thoughts on this whole? This is not a good look. This is not a good look for the team. And, and, and again, I told you what I said. I think this goes straight to the top. Not not Shad Khan or Tony Khan, Tom Coughlin. This is all about him. Is look, it, ju is it he, just Tom? Is it Tom and Dave or just Tom? No, it's Tom. It's Tom. Tom has hated Anything that goes against conventional coach type of mentality. Since I've known him, any little thing that strays away from what he thinks should be the right way will drive him nuts. Jalen Ramsey not showing up for voluntary workouts drove him crazy. I know it did. It used to drive him crazy. Do you remember when Lagerman was part of this problem when he didn't show up for voluntary mini camp, uh, voluntary training camp in Stevens Point? So let me tell that story because could you imagine if that happened today? What the union, oh what the union would do? So in '95, the Panthers and the Jaguars were allowed to come to camp like ten days early because we played in the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame game. Yes, it was July 6th, I think. No, no, no. It was supposed to be like July 10th. That was the re that was like the official reporting date. So Tom, right, but the yeah, at the end of OTAs, said we are starting camp July. So it was July 11th was supposed to be the date. We're starting camp July 6th. Or 8th. 
It was four. It was it was four days early, whatever it was. Right. And and it's like logs. Like you can't do that. Like the like this is the date we have to be there. He says no. We are starting camp four days earlier. And so I was a rookie. I didn't know any better. I'm like okay. So like everyone showed up except for three guys. Logman, Schmangi, and Kelvin Pritchard didn't show all up. Veterans. All, all veterans. All veteran free agent signings. Mm-hmm. They said, no, we're not showing up when we don't have to we're be there. Volunteering work, right. It was already a six-week camp as it was. Yeah, right. And uh, and that was the end of it, though. Like the well, fact he tried that, to find him. If I'm not mistaken, he tried to find him. Yeah, but he didn't. But that no. was the end of it. If, you, if, if a team tried to do that right now, DeMora Smith would be like, like in the city saying, no, do not show up. I mean, but nothing, like we all showed up. We practiced an extra four days, two a days. And, and if yeah. I remember correctly, Burline actually played in that Tahoe golf tournament and had to race to get there for the first day of the voluntary <laughs> slash mandatory <laughs> training camp. Yeah, you was, remember that? It was crazy. I didn't know any better. I was a rookie. I'm like, okay. I guess that's what you do. And then, like, about three weeks later, you thought everybody got to fly on Wayne Weaver's private jet when they got hurt. No, I knew that was just me. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, Pete, I said this, and you were off the air, and I'll just say it again briefly. This is, like, it's ridiculous to me. It's not that hard. Like, and this is, like – Coaches and the front office and coaches always want the players to follow all the rules, which they should. Like, be on time. Show up to treatment. Do the things you're supposed to do. And my message to a player is, like, just follow the rules. It makes life easier for everybody. They're the boss. They're the organization. These are the rules. As long as they don't violate the CBA, you should do them. Right. But guess what? And, if you, it's and the same, so should the team. It's the same thing for the, the coaches in the front office. This is the CBA that was negotiated by your owner. This is the rule. Well, the rule and I can, reference, I can reference back when Tom was the coach and he didn't follow the rules on injuries. Like, and this is what drives me crazy. And I gave the example, Pete. Tom had a rule that you weren't aware, allowed to wear white socks on the road. Right. It, right. I hated the rule. It drove me crazy. I thought it was the dumbest rule ever. I told him I thought it was dumb. It's not, this is ridiculous. I like white socks. I want to wear white socks. What does it matter? Nope, it's a rule. So guess what? I followed the rule because it was the rule. I hated it. So why should, it, why should a rule that he doesn't like not be followed? I mean, that, that's By the way, rules are still one of his best stories ever is when Lagerman told the story about the bolo tie. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we had it in studio last year, actually. For oh, it's great. And, it's and, I'm great not, and I'm not trying to pile on Coach Coughlin. No, no. Look, I love Tom, but he had too many nitpicky things, and he didn't follow the rules he was supposed to follow. That's my problem. And in this case, like, the rules are there for a reason. They're negotiated by both sides. Just follow them. It's not that hard. It's really well, not that hard. You remember the injury report. Every week, and this was before the injury report changed, it was – you had to have guys on the injury report and send it in the right way. Well, Tom always fudged the injury report. And I kept telling him. I go, and by the way, but by, Pete, by the way, he wasn't the only, only team. No, but I told him, I said, Tom, you can't do that. Put the injuries on the injury report the way they are. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. 
So one, I kept telling him, I go, you do it again, I'm telling, I'm calling the league. So he didn't have Jimmy on the injury report. And, one, and he didn't practice that day. And I waited out in the parking lot, and a couple guys told me Jimmy wasn't a thing. So I called the league. And he went crazy. But he didn't follow the rules. He wanted his own rules, but didn't follow the rules. And that's where this is a problem. It's the same type of situation. So I, I agree. There you go. So it's a bad look. But, but more than anything, though, disturbing about this is not the money, not how he did it. It's the last line of that statement from the NFLPA. They're basically warning free agents, be careful about signing with Jacksonville. That is a, an awful look. And well, I don't believe that somebody's going to get a contract is going to not sign there for that reason, but it's still not a good look. But be, here's this is where it becomes a competitive disadvantage is if you're the Jaguars and you're offering player A, you know, a million dollars a year, and the uh, the Titans are offering the same player a million dollars a year, and they look at both situations, the pay's the same, everything's the same, they might reference this and say, well, I don't want to go to Jacksonville. The PA's telling me that they don't follow the rules and I have to do things I'm not supposed to. According to the CBA, I'm going to go to Tennessee. Yeah, but you know what supersedes that? Money. No state income tax. <laughs> okay, okay. Say the Miami Dolphins then. The Dolphins. Okay. Now, now you're right. You go to Miami. It's a it's a competitive disadvantage. The other thing is, and, and Pete, you know this. You've been around teams. Like players know in that locker room, and, and especially when you're losing, like players are mad. They're angry. It makes it harder for the head coach. Because you're managing like a bunch of stuff that shouldn't have to be managed, and it might it might make you pay more to get a guy. Absolutely, which, which you at a disadvantage in your cap. It's just not a good look. It's not good. And you know, every team in the it's just like in recruiting. Oh, they're all oh, going to they use know, it. Oh, yeah. oh, they're all going to use it because in recruiting, like they don't open up the practices to the NFL scouts. Use that against them. You know, yep. it's that kind of thing. Yep. The uh, Jaguars on the field had to rally back. They got it done. Gardner Minshew with the two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter to Chris Conley. And uh, the defense tightened up. How about the day for Yannick Ngakwe yesterday, by the way? Five tackles, two sacks, four tackles for loss, and a pass defense. I mean, that's a pretty good day at the office. Well, and he was dominant in the pass rush. Just dominant. Um, all day long. Even when he didn't get sacks, he was pressuring, forcing early throws. He was harassing the quarterback. Very good pass rush. And he did what I w I've been hoping he would do for a while. He used his speed and athletic ability in the run game, where he didn't just try to two-gap them and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with these bigger men. He used his athletic ability to get on their edge, get around them, and recover in the backfield and make plays. And that's how he has to play. He is not big enough just to go toe-to-toe -to -toe every play with big offensive tackles when they're running the ball right at him. He has to use his athletic ability. He's one of the most athletic defensive ends in the entire NFL. Use that. And he did yesterday. He, he was phenomenal yesterday. I mean, that was like – he should have looked up to the press box and said, now you're going to pay me, guys? Because that was that type of performance as a pass rusher. He was phenomenal. Well, now, the playing. tackle he's working against isn't very good. No, but Pete, my whole point was the pass rush was there, but he used his athletic ability in the run game as well, and I don't think he's done that enough. Something about that yesterday bothers me, though. Why is Josh Allen only playing 29 snaps? 
Well, he got beat up early. I saw that, but he came back. I would play him more, too. I don't know. I don't get that. That's one of the mysteries to me is why he doesn't play more. I don't have an answer for you. We're going to get some answers from you, though, in the next segment. Social media questions. All right, let's do it. It's right around the corner. Let's do it. Pete's favorite. Well, I got some PFF grades for to throw out there, too, at some oh, point. Nice. We can get to those a little bit as All well. right, good. Let's um, do it. All that's coming up. Social media questions. We'll go around the league as well. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage tried to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autographed collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at likeamobile.us. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. It's fourth and goal. Jacksonville and St. Augustine drivers are going for huge savings. It's the fourth quarter year-end sales drive at Jack Hanania's Chevy Buick GMC. Get in the game and save with year-end closeout pricing on all remaining 2019 and 2018. All backed by our exclusive lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance. Rush to Jack Hanania's Chevy Buick GMC. Online at jackhannaniachevrolet.com or jackhannaniabuickgmc.com. See you details. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, it speaks for itself. You know, our name speaks for ourselves. And 
you know, we're going to continue to strive to be great. And once we get in the passing situation, we make big plays. Yannick, Jan had a terrific game. Calais was back there. I was back there. Smoot was back there. A was making plays. TB was making plays. Spencer was making plays. It's just, you know, we pride ourselves with D-line to win the game, man. I feel like we, put, we made a big impact this, this game, man. We're going to continue to strive to be great. Josh Allen, first-round pick this year. He's up to 10 sacks for the season. And Jaguars happy hour continues. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco after a Jaguars win in Oakland. 20-16 to 16 the final. That guy's going to be good. He already is good. He's going to be really good, I think. Yeah, you he's know. a good player. I mean, it goes to Pete's question. I, I, I agree with Pete. I think he needs to play more, more snaps. Now, yesterday, because of the injury, I think that had something to do with it. It's a stinger. Right? Yeah, but I still yeah. think he needs more snaps. Yeah, but he only played 27. I mean, a stinger would take you out for 10 of them. He's got to play more than that. All right, Pete, I just said that. Okay, but you said because of the stinger yesterday. I said, okay, take him out for 10. Then he still should be way above 37. We agree. Let's go on. (laughs) Let's get to social (laughs) media. (laughs) Wow. You think we lost again or something? No, Um, no. I said I want to get to social. I'm excited. I'm sure they're going to be positive because we won. Social media question number one, then, at Jags1185. Every game Minshew plays, which way do you lean? He's a franchise quarterback or a high-end backup? TBD, to be determined. Is that what that stands for? Yes. Thank you. Pete? That's where I sit with it, at least. Yeah, it's to be determined, but I'd lean more toward the backup than a franchise quarterback. Why? I just don't think he does the things – that you, he does, you mentioned a bunch of them, Tony. He's jumping in the pocket too much. His arm isn't great. His anticipation isn't great. His improvisational skills are fantastic. But so, uh, again, I, mean, I would disagree with that. I think his, I think he anticipates at times pretty well. Um, I'll, Pete, your favorite quarterback in the draft two years ago was Josh Allen. All right. the things you just said. I would say Gardner Minshew is better as a rookie than Josh Allen was as a rookie. Probably. His arm isn't nearly as good. I didn't say that. I said he is performing better in the pocket, making better reads, more decisive, um, better in the pocket. A lot of things that a lot of people were worried about Josh Allen, and you loved him, and he's having a very good second half of this year. Leading that Buffalo team to the playoffs with a very good defense, very well coached, but he is a huge part of it. My point is, this is why, to me, it's 100% to be determined. He is better than Josh Allen as a rookie. He is better than Sam Darnold, if you look at the numbers and the production and everything else, as a rookie. Well, he's better than Lamar Jackson as a rookie. Lamar Jackson, as a rookie, took a team to the playoffs that was out of the playoffs. I would disagree with you there. It wasn't good. Lamar Jackson's numbers were terrible last year. Not running the ball. I mean, the way he played, he led them to the playoffs. It was, but he was an under fifty percent complete or under sixty percent completion. Okay, fine. I, I, I would take Lamar Jackson's in his own category. Is my point. I'm not correct. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. Next question at Terrence L. Hayes has a couple in a row here. This is the first one. How can we get Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe in the lineup more often? Just put them out on the field. Why not have Josh play strong side linebacker in base and then move the defensive end on pass rush downs? Players over scheme, right? I would actually – I think Jan could play the big end sometimes. I think he could uh, spell uh, Clayus as well. I, I've been impressed of how he plays the run. 
Really? So so basically, yeah, yeah. that was the knock on him. I know this. That was a knock they used against him when they negotiated against him. So you think he's improved as a run player to the point where he's actually pretty good at it? Oh, you talking? I'm talking about jo- uh, Allen, not Ngakwe. Oh, no, we thought you yeah. were talking about Ngakwe. Oh, oh no, no, no. About oh, Ngakwe. Were, were they asking about putting Ngakwe at uh, strong side linebacker? No, Josh at strong side. Yeah, no, I, that's why I put. Uh, that's why I said no. Put Josh as a backup. I think he. I think he. I don't want him there getting pounded all day. But I think. I mean, he's a big. He's 275 pounds. I mean, the dude's big and strong. You watch him work against tight ends. You know, he made a play yesterday on the inside zone. Fought off the tight end, work into the C gap, down the line of scrimmage, and made a tackle for a yard gain. I mean, he is a physical guy, so I would get him on the field too a lot more. I just put him at end. I wouldn't put him a strong side linebacker. Hmm. I think you could put Yon at strong side linebacker before Allen. He's so much. He's so athletic and and can move in space. Not that. Why Josh, couldn't they be the two ends? I told, I just said Pete. Put right, him at big saying, end. Okay, why, or why can't you go to a different defense where they both stand up? Go to a three four. You're not gonna you're not gonna go to a three four in the middle of the season. No, not this year. I'm talking about like moving forward. Well, I mean it, that all depends who the you know who the coaches are and who the front office is and kind of what they do personnel wise and the big people inside. You have to change your big people inside. So I mean I don't know. That's a that's a much longer term question that you're not gonna. Answer, but nobody's gonna... in a four three three four anymore, anyways, because you're nickel seventy five percent of the time. So, but somehow, some way, you got to figure out a way to get Josh Allen on the field fifty five of fifty five of the seventy something snaps. He has to be on the field, and he hasn't been. Next what ha- what happened to the days when defensive ends would play every snap? I remember, I remember I played Bruce Smith the first couple years I played him. He played every snap. Michael McCrary every snap. Derek Thomas every snap. And, and, you know, now these coaches are so enamored with having guys fresh at the end of the game that they take their, their guys out in key situations because it's rotation time, and then you have a team drive it down the field and go up by 14, which I never quite got. Or you got a chance, you just scored, you got a chance to get them three and out, get the ball back and go up 14, and then all of a sudden you got your backups in there, they drive to mid, you know, the 35 or 40-yard line, and then you go, okay, get them back in there now, they're rested. And by that time, they go in and score points, a field goal or a touchdown. I never yeah. get it. I don't I mean, get that. Like Alfred Williams, when he was a you know, three years in a row, 10-sack plus guy, every down. Simeon Rice, when I played him, every down. I mean, the, it was just – it was different. I mean, you got the top – you got the fastball every down. Mm-hmm. Back you know what it is? It's in. like baseball now with the pitchers. Who, starting pitchers don't pitch complete games anymore. They get no. out. They get yanked because analytics say they need to. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just interesting. No, I'm with you, Tony. I, I think sometimes they get too caught up in. Oh, you've played this many snaps. No, Clay's Campbell's played too many snaps this year. Well, he's an sure. older player. I'm That's talking right. about young guys. Right. Yeah. It, it goes both ways. Yes, you can. Uh, let's get to another one from Terrence L. Hayes. Uh, he had a couple of good ones in a row here. This one: Should we get a look at Will Richardson at left tackle in the final two games? We know what Cam Robinson is and what his ceiling is. We must figure out that premium position ASAP. Uh, what did you think of Cam's game yesterday? Poor in the Man. first, poor in the first half, better in the second half, but poor in the good. first half. Um, he's, he's not good, right? I don't think Will Richardson should be playing guard. AJ Can's playing better than him at guard. I'm not sure why they're still doing the rotation. He struggles. Well, he only he only played seven snaps. Yeah, and he struggled those seven snaps. Um, Couple pass rushes, uh, one in particular. Uh, 
I thought Will did pretty good the first two weeks at left tackle. And, you know, he gave up a sack to Whitney Merciless. Not the first person to do that on the road. That's a tough matchup. Uh, I'm not sure I'd do it the last two games, though. But I, if I'd go into camp and it's an open competition for left tackle. And I would even I'd be open, Robinson the guard. I'd even be open to drafting a left tackle because it's a deep I draft. I would, too. It's a deep draft I would of, too. of tackle. They will take a left tackle. I think they'll take a left tackle. Well, it all depends who's picking. They should move Robinson the guard. I would agree. Next question uh, from at Carpe Futurum. If you buy into the idea of an off-season quarterback competition between Foles and Minshew, what else can you learn about either that hasn't already been demonstrated this season? Well, you know players do improve year over year. Some improve. Some, some don't. Some get worse. That's right. So that's why you have a competition going into the season. That's pretty much answers the question. Well, and again, you don't know what system they're going to be pl- playing in next. Yeah, you don't know a lot right. of things. But guys get better. I mean, especially rookies. The biggest jump is from year one to year two. I mean, we were talking about Lamar Jackson before. He couldn't operate out of the pocket at all last year. He's an effective out of the pocket now. I'm not saying he's the best, so, but he's, he's effective. So does the next two games not impact your, your thinking on Minshew in any way, shape, or form then? I think everything has an impact, Pete. I think everything you see, everything he does impacts, you know, how you view going in. I mean, human nature, you see things you like, dislike, and everything else are going to impact where they start in your mind going into training camp. I wonder how what Mike McCarthy thinks about Minshew and Foles. I don't know. Mike McCarthy's a very good coach. Very good coach. He's going to be a head coach somewhere next year, and uh, I think I thought he did a great job in Green Bay. Got a little bit sideways at the end. There's a lot more to that story um, that I'm sure they talk about in Green Bay, and, and Pete knows it. But uh, I think Mike McCarthy's a heck of a coach. I think he'd be a good choice in Jacksonville if they do make a change, which they will. Next question. At Joe underscore Morgan. I don't think this is Joe Morgan from the Cincinnati Reds, but uh, Tony. It might a, be. It might as be. a former He's player, a big fan. as we talked about earlier, what's your take on the NFLPA findings against the Jaguars, and what does this mean for Coughlin's status with the team? Well, I already answered the first. Yes. Um, How about the second part? A thousand times on the show already, it feels like. What does it, what does it mean for Coughlin's status? I don't know. It's a, it's a really good question. It's a fair question, and I'm not sure. Um, I think this whole thing is up in the air right now. And we talked about at the top where there's reports out there from Chris Mortensen. They named Tom and Doug as possibly not being here. Tom walking away, Doug being fired. Nothing said about Dave. I think my guess is that it'll start with kind of Tom that uh, Shaw evaluates. That's the individual reports directly to the owner. Um, we'll evaluate what he, you know, where he sits and what he's done and how this thing's operated under him. I think Tom's also – I think Chris Morton's probably right in the sense that he's going to evaluate – I mean, he's 73 years old. You know, how much longer does he want to do this? So I think there's going to be some personal reflection by Tom as well. And how that goes is going to determine a lot of the rest because I don't think anything happens with Dave or Doug until it is sorted out what happens with Tom. And I don't know what I'm- will happen. Um, but I think that's just the way the organization is set up right now, how Shaw has set it up where all of football reports to Tom and he's the final say in everything with football. And so I think that will be sorted out before anything else. 
I agree. I, I think, like I said, I, I've been saying it all along. I think Tom walks away. I think there's other changes that Co Doug Marone's gone. I don't know what's going to happen to Dave, uh, but he could be gone too. I think he could have a clean sweep there. No, I mentioned Mike McCarthy. If Mike McCarthy comes in, he's not going to want to have football say, but he's going to want to have impact on that football say. So in that scenario, he might recommend the guy he's worked with over the years to be that football guy. So they can work hand in hand. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out uh, because I think Mike McCarthy would be a heck of a hire for Jacksonville. All right. Questions are done. Thanks for all the submissions today. We're back in a moment. We'll have some PFF grades, your favorite. Yeah, we the AFC South stuff. We don't have to spend too much time on. Yeah, it's going to be a short, yeah, short portion, little, of little the hit, next quick segment, hit. quick, and hit. then we're going to move forward. We'll go around the rest of the league as well. In just a little bit, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. It's fourth and goal. Jacksonville and St. Augustine drivers are going for huge savings. It's the fourth quarter year-end sales drive at Jack Hanania's Chevy Buick GMC. Get in the game and save with year-end closeout pricing on all remaining 2019 and 2018. All backed by our exclusive lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance. Rush to Jack Hanania's Chevy Buick GMC. Online at jackhanania.chevrolet.com or jackhanania.buickgmc.com. See you details. Take home a delicious game day win with free delivery from Mellow Mushroom powered by DoorDash. Their signature stone baked pizzas, sandwiches, and Mellow Munchies are the perfect play to score big with your family and friends. Order online at order.mellowmushroom.com and don't forget to follow on Facebook where the Roar of the Jaguars will make a special delivery to one lucky fan during every away game. Place your order today and get the taste that's deliciously Duval. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. 
There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at leicamobile.us. I mean, it definitely feels better. It feels really good, but we got that win. You know, great team win. Gardner's a dog, man. Offense stayed battling, defense stayed battling, man. We got to win. We need that one. There's Josh Allen, Jaguars defensive end in the locker room after the Jags defeat the Oakland Raiders. And welcome back, Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, and Tony Baselli is perusing social media as we speak. Always working. Hey, Tony, can I, I want to ask Tony something real quick. Do it. Tony, you've been in that you've been in that scenario before, where you're not winning. It's coming to the end of the season. Are you looking forward to the end of the season? Or are you regretting that you only have a couple more games to play? At 95, I was looking forward to the end of the season. Um, it was such a long year, and uh, and then in 2000, it was probably. I mean, there's regret because you know you let it slip away and you should be in the playoffs. We were a better team than being 7-9, and nine and we lost probably three or four that we had no business losing that year. Um, so there was probably regret there. And then 2001, I was hurt at the end of the year, so I wasn't thinking about it. And then the other I, years, I look, we were in the playoffs. Yeah, sometimes I look at these teams and I'm thinking, okay, do they want to play on – or are they glad it's over? And, I think I think every situation is, yeah, I think every situation is different, Pete. I think it's the culture, what's going on, how you know, how you got to this point. Like I, my guess is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like we wish we were playing still playing cuz they're playing good football. Right. You know, you look at the Atlanta Falcons with the talent that they have and understanding salary cap and everything else and you know how long, you know, they're going to be a different team next year and my guess is Matt Ryan and guys like that are saying, "Boy, we blew it. We're more talented than being 5 and 9." My guess is the Miami Dolphins are ready for the offseason. I mean, every team is different. different See, situations. I thought this team was ready for the offseason, but going out there and winning tells me that's not necessarily the case. No, but you can be ready for the offseason and still play your tail off. I mean, yeah. uh, in 95. You can't make reservations for the, for, uh, the Bahamas and Aruba and Puerto Rico and everything and still play your tail off. Well, I'll tell you this, Pete. 95 was a long year. You remember that. I mean, it was a long oh, year. Yeah long year and I was exhausted and I was ready for football to be done we had lost seven straight going to the last game I mean it was just we got blown out in Detroit I mean it was like my goodness with that said I played my tail off in every one of those games and so I think both can be true at the same time yeah and that was the year you guys what you beat Cleveland the last yeah, game last that year, year. Is that right? yep and then it carried over to the next year not I love Pete. He he does not believe in the carryover effect. <laughs> Neither do you. Oh, I'm a big carryover guy. No, you're not. <laughs> big carryover. A lot of carryover. Um, how about a, a few of the highlights from pro, pro Football Focus? The grading 
in this. All game. right, we got to get in the offensive line because uh, Tony's usually accurate, spot on with that. And I'm sure yes. he had a lot of time on the plane home to watch the tapes when he wasn't sleeping. I watched. So, the, uh, I watched like a quarter on the way home. Then I watched the movie. Then I slept, and then I watched the rest of the day. Okay, lowest rated offensive lineman. By Cam Robinson. Easily highest rated offensive lineman. I would say Norwell or Not on. Yeah, Norwell would be my guy. Okay. He gave Linder got bad grades, Jawan Taylor got a so so grade, uh, and Cam got an uh, average grade. Yeah, I didn't think Linder was great. Uh I thought Jawan was fine. I thought he played solid. Uh and Cam same he had a, one or two plays that I'm sure he'd like back, but I thought he was solid too. I thought Norwell was the best, Cam was the worst. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the defense. Okay. Highest rated defensive player is pretty easy. Well, it's going to be Ngakwe because of the sacks and two tackles for a loss. Yeah. Four, four tackles. Yep. No, he had two they tackles for a loss. They, they, counted, the sa- they counted the sacks, and sacks for a loss. They gave him uh, a negative grade in run defense. He had a couple. He had like some really good ones I was talking about where he got tackles for a loss, beat the tackle one-on-one. Then he had some on the backside. I don't know what he was doing. I was, And maybe that's the, what he was being asked to do. I can't imagine, but he was running way underneath the blocks. I didn't understand it. So – and if so, if I don't understand it, and they're looking at the same thing, I can see why they would say, "Like, what the heck is he doing there?" Lowest-rated defensive player, Taven Bryant. No, he had low grade, but he's not the lowest. Yeah, he had a tough day. <laughs> Donald Payne. He had 13 tackles down the field. Yeah, he. I mean, how about this? Here's a great stat for you, Pete. In 11 games, Miles Jack had 66 tackles. I think it is. Over three games, Donald Payne has 43 tackles. Yeah, but he's not playing well. But, Pete, just think that through for a second. I know. You know who else had a bad game? And he's got a ping down here, too, and I could see it on a TV. I didn't see the tape yet, but Ronnie Harrison was bad. Ronnie Harrison did not have a good game. I don't think he – he wasn't flying around either. The tight end was running past him a lot. But he wasn't flying around, getting up there and making tackles. I thought Jared Wilson had a good game. I thought Jared Wilson played well. Good grade. Missed one tackle on what Tyrell Williams. Yeah, that was a terrible. Like at the beginning, I was like, "Oh my gosh, come on, Jared, you can't do that." It was awful. But the rest of the game, I thought he played well. I thought he played. And once well. again, Hayden played well. Hayden played well. I don't, AJ was just okay. Um, they gave him. They gave AJ a good grade. Yeah, I thought he was just okay. What do you think of Kalitro? You know, he's in the right spot. I mean, he, he has some limitation athletically, but he is in the right spot. At the right, I mean, he is a smart football player. I'll give him that. You know who they said had a good game? Leon Jacobs. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of snaps, but yeah, he had some plays, made some real sure tackles. I, I agree with that. Playing his strong side. Leon, Jake, Leon Jacobs played 10 more snaps than Josh Allen did. Yeah. Hmm. Let's uh, touch on the AFC South. Well, we had, uh, what about the, where oh. they, I want to just, we did the offensive line. What about the skill guys for the uh, offense? Uh, the highest rated was Keelan Cole. Okay. Uh, Leonard Fournette was the next highest rated. They gave Minshew a negative grade. They gave Conley a negative grade. And they gave Westbrook a pretty big negative grade. Conley had a negative grade with two touchdowns, huh? That makes yeah. – Well, I, he I, got I, run blocking. They gave him a negative. That's the only reason. Was he not block outside, Tony? No, he was blocking. He got called for a block in the back that was. Well, he hit him in the back. <laughs> probably. He was aggressive, about, though. They, he hit him in the they back. Gave, aggressive. Here's one for you, Tony. This will be interesting. They gave Ben Koyak a positive grade, and he got it because of his run blocking. 
Um, I didn't focus on it. I, like so, he didn't stand out as bad. So okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's look at the AFC South. Are you okay? Are you gonna survive? Tony is. He's, he's getting all he's, choked up talking about his offensive lineman on here. Oh, yeah, sorry, the scores got got him. The PFF grades. Oof. Uh, AFC South Secondhand results smoke. yesterday: the Texans over the Titans, twenty-four twenty-one. Carlos Hyde another hundred-yard day and a touchdown. Stills had a couple of touchdowns. That would surprise me. I thought the Titans would win that game. They'll get me another too. chance at him in Week so Seventeen. Too. Of course, the Jags over the Raiders tonight. Colts on Monday Night Football. We'll preview that one coming up. But yeah, the, the Texans are in command now in the AFC South. Well, they play again. It's Week Seventeen against each other. If if the Titans went out and Houston goes loses one of one, Tampa. no. If Houston loses, um, so Pete, this is the question. So if Houston loses to, uh, let's say they win, t- beat Tampa, but then they lose to the Titans, they have the same conference record, the same division record, and so does it, go, it must go to common opponents or something. No, the division record is uh, Houston. Oh, you're right. Oh, no, record. Houston. Have the right. That's right. They're two and three. I'm sorry. I was thinking. They they're need right. Tennessee needs Houston to lose both games. The bottom line, though, is if Tennessee wins the next two, they're in the wild. They're the wild card team. Over Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Based on tiebreakers, mm-hmm. I think. No, Pittsburgh, all Pittsburgh has to do is win two of the last three, and they were a wild card team. So they lost last night. So if they win the next two, they're the wild card team. So they they, they get in over Tennessee on uh, tiebreakers. It'd be ten and yeah. six and tiebreakers and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bills clinch. They're already in a playoff berth at least at ten and four. Uh, By the way, one quick th- one quick thing, JP. Yes. If you're the Ravens in Week 17 and you've clinched everything, do you rest guys? And if the Steelers beat you, they're in, and you want your division rival in. I mean, what's the best for your team moving into the playoffs? What would you do, Tony? I wasn't paying attention. The Ravens, if the, they if rest we, everybody in week, 17, in week 17. If they clinch, if they clinch and they can rest guys in week 17 when they play the Steelers, do you rest your guys and allow this, your division rival to get into the playoffs? Uh, I think they'd rather play the Steelers in the playoffs than the Tennessee Titans. So you let him in. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, who would you rather play? I'd rather play the Titans than the I'd Steelers. Play the, I'd rather play the I mean, Steelers I, 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 than the Titans. I mean, I'd rather play the Steelers than the Titans just from the yeah. quarterback position. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill's better than Duck Devil. Yeah, I agree. There you have it, AFC South. The Jags are done. They are not going to the postseason. We're back in a moment. Are you sure that that graphic was right? I thought the Raiders were eliminated yesterday. No, they're not. No, they're not, so officially. Lot. They're not, okay. Nope. What, are you questioning the accuracy of the, the graphics? Yeah, or? I was. Okay. Well. I did. Sorry. Yeah, well, you're wrong. I was. And I can admit when I'm wrong. It's not very often, so it's easy for me to admit when I'm wrong. Because usually I'm right. Let's come back in a moment. We'll recap the rest of the games in the National Football League. Let's do that. Let's in just a moment. It's the Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. 
Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. How would you like to see your child roaming the same field as our Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, you can if your child is selected as Daly's kickoff kid. One Daily's kickoff kit is chosen before every Jaguars home game to run onto the field and retrieve the tee after the Jaguars kick off. Your child will also be on the field for the game's official coin toss. Winners receive four club seats, pre-game field passes, an autographed Jaguars football, and lots of awesome treats from Daly's. Register your child today at jaguars.com forward slash Daly's K-O-K. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win free Jaguars tickets or the grand prize, flying on the Jaguars team charter to Atlanta for the Falcons game December 22nd. For the official sweepstakes rules, terms, and conditions, visit jaguars.com slash Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Sunmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart, saving is a beautiful thing. Probably saw more middle fingers today than I have in my whole life, but uh, no, they, they have a good time, man, and um, you know it was, it was fun to ruin that for them. Gardner Minshew's number one, according to the Oakland fans, and welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick, Tony Baselli has turned his cap backwards, and Pete Briscoe is with us. Rally cap. From what are we like the show? Yeah, yeah. we're trying to finish strong. Oh. What was wrong with the first hour and 45 minutes? I thought I had to carry Pete, so it was tough and tired. <laughs> oh, my God. Tony, was it, is it worse than it was when you were there? What? The Coliseum. No. When you played there, no? There's, there's more weed now, but no worse. It might be nicer because I think people are probably nicer when they smoke weed than get really drunk, and they used to be really drunk. <laughs> I mean, that's a non-scientific opinion, so... Well, isn't weed legal in California? It is now, but it wasn't back when I was playing. No, I know what I'm saying. That's why I said I think they're nicer now. Because back then they were all really drunk. Now, like, half of them are really intoxicated from the weed. 
I don't know. Judging by the middle fingers you guys all say they've been shooting, I don't think they were much nicer. Well, we got the middle fingers back then, too. I was number one back then. Yeah. I was popular. Let's go around the uh, other games of the National Football League this week. Uh, let's start back on Thursday. The Ravens do it. Yeah, I was there. Lamar Jackson is fabulous. The Jets aren't very good. But th- this is when you know a player is really special. Like, the Jets would have the perfect defense call, be in the perfect position, defensive end sitting on the zone read. They're one-on-one to make a tackle. Had no chance. No chance to tackle him. He's just going to go right around you. He's going to make a little move. You're going to be sitting there holding your jock, and he's going to be running down the sideline. He is a special player. Does it change when he can't run the way he runs? I'll let you know when that happens, but right now he can. No, I know. But, you know, I saw a stat where his receivers are, like, open more than any receivers in the league, and it's not because they're great receivers. It's because of his ability to run the football. Well, he's operating better and better from the pocket, so if he keeps on improving, obviously his athletic ability will slow down as he gets older, but if his pocket presence and his pocket effectiveness increases at the rate it did from year one to year two, which probably won't go up that much, but if he keeps on going down the right direction, the kid loves football. The kid works very hard. Um, I think he's going to be – I think he's a good – he's a very good player. He's MVP. He's oh, winning, I agree. He's I agree. winning he's the MVP. MVP. If you had to pick one, Mahomes or Jackson for the long haul, which one are you taking? I would still take Mahomes. It's just I'm, I like, you know, more traditional way of playing quarterback, but I couldn't argue with anyone if they took Lamar Jackson. He's the no, better play, he's, he's, the, he's the better player this year. Yep. Russell Wilson – Two touchdown passes, 20 of 26 passing in that game. Carson had a couple of touchdowns on the ground. The Seahawks beat the Panthers 30-24. to You know, the Panthers made a late run, but Seattle controlled that game most of the time, Pete, from what I saw. We saw the first half. Oh, it was a blo- yeah, it was a blowout yeah. for most of the game. And, and they're got, the number one some... seed right now. By the they way. are the number one seed, but it's going to come down. Uh, they play each other here. Is it this week or is it the last week Next or this week? week? Next, Next week. week. They play each other. It's going to come down to that game. Whoever wins that game is winning the West. The 49ers play the Rams this week. Uh, the Cardinals play the Seahawks. And the next week, the two teams play. Yeah. So, it's going to come down to that game. Patriots defense had a big day. 34-13 over the Bengals. What do you make of all this video controversy, Pete? Again, I go back to, I mean, it's, it looks like they did it. But why would you do it if you could just sit somebody in the front row with a camera and the phone and videotape the signals if you wanted to? I, I don't know. Just Look, I, I think they've done stuff in the past. Don't get me wrong. I just think this one, the common sense would tell you that why would you do it? I don't think Unless Bill Belichick. That's Be- and that's stupid. I don't think Bill Belichick or the football side of, this, of the New England Patriots had anything to do with this production team, any benefit from it, didn't even know about it. I think it was a project they were trying to do, you know, for other purposes uh, uh, throughout the organization. And I think it's nonsense and has nothing to do with what's happening on the field. Buccaneers, 7-7 seven and seven now with a win over the Lions, 38-17. They have a big choice. Jameis Winston has 30 touchdowns this year, but he has 23 interceptions through four touchdowns, one pick, 450 yards. Like the first player in a long time to have back-to-back games with 450-plus uh, in passing. Uh, when it's good, it's really good. But, boy, 23 picks, Pete, way too many, plus 11 fumbles in the pocket. Yeah, but, but Tony, if they're – Offensive line is better, and they're better on defense. Then he doesn't have to throw as much and press as much. I mean, you know how that is. That defense, for much of the last couple of years, has been awful. So you're pressing and playing from behind. You're going to turn the ball over. So Get you, better. Are you going to pay him $150 million over five years? No, I'm going to tag him. I agree. 
Packers over the Bears, 21-13. Green Bay now 11-3. I mean, the Bears struggle on offense. They're a good defense. They're a good t- football team. The quarterback's not consistent enough. I didn't see any any of the game. Just saw the, uh, the statistics and kind of final score. But that's my takeaway from not watching it. It wasn't pretty. The, the, that's another game where the Packers had it in hand for much of the game and, and let the Bears get back into it late. Big game this week, though. Packers and Vikings. Mm. Vikings playing Is that uh, Monday night? pretty well. <coughs> yes. Speaking of the Vikings, they beat the Chargers 39-10 to yesterday. I think the Chargers have a very interesting offseason coming up, what they do with Phillip Rivers, because he is not playing good football this year, Pete. I think he's going to retire. That's just my gut. I, I haven't heard that from anybody. I just get that. He just has that look about him. I don't think he's going to play next year. In the snow in Kansas City, the Chiefs over the Broncos 23-3. You know, Drew, it was Drew Luck's homecoming, and he didn't play very well from the brief parts of the game I saw on the overall, you know, kind of outcome. But I think Drew Luck has a chance to be a pretty good player. And the Broncos Drew Luck. What did I say? Drew Luck? Drew Luck. I meant Luck, yeah. sorry. Drew Luck. Uh, Long-lost Drew- cousin of yeah, Andrew. Well, Andrew's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I think, he, you know, Pete, I think he has a chance. I do, too. Uh, he was terrible yesterday. Terrible. Yeah, but bad weather on yeah, the, the road. the Chiefs defense is playing better. You know, Tough. one thing. They got Terrell Suggs. Team, and you know this. Spagnola, they say it would take some time with Spagnola's defense, and it's they're getting better playing in that defense again. They, they got Terrell Suggs. I mean, is that going to help him, Pete? He's, he's kind of old. Yeah, but he can still rush when you, you know, situational rusher. It'll help. Eh, we'll see. I'm not I, I, great player. I'm not sure it's going to help him. Giants over the Dolphins, thirty-six to twenty. Eli Manning, probably his last home game in New York. Yeah, and it was nice to see him go out that way too. I, I, like he did some really good things. They gave him a standing ovation. He's probably going to go into the Hall of Fame, but they he knows it's over. It's done. The other guy's their quarterback. Is he on another team next year, Pete? I don't see. I think he's another retiree. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I do. Eagles over the Redskins, 37-27 in Washington. Setting up a big game. The, the NFC East will be decided this weekend between the Cowboys and the Eagles. It's incredible. It, it is absolutely incredible that those teams who have played so poorly at times during the season will be the two teams that one of those two teams is going to the playoffs. Cowboys beat the Rams 44-21. Rams are done. They got major issues. They have cap issues. They, you know, they've struggled all year. Offensive line started playing better. They put the young guys in there. They're not one week on defense. They're great, but I haven't been sold on the defense all year. What what does McVay do with Wade Phillips? Does he bring him back? I mean, they go. They're gonna have a tough off season because of cap issues and uh, some deciding well, who to keep. Yeah, they don't have any draft picks either. Yeah. Jacksonville has their draft pick. That's a good. That's a good loss for the. For the yeah. So the, yes, right now, um, there's what twelve teams go to the uh, playoffs. So that's twenty teams out. Best case, they're gonna have the twentieth pick. We need them to lose out and get to like fifteen. Hmm. Cardinals well, they, over Jacksonville the, didn't do itself any favors by winning yesterday either. No. Cardinals over the Browns, thirty-eight twenty-four. That was a surprising one. I think that sealed the fate for Freddie Kitchens. I would agree with you. I think he's done. One and it was done, terrible. Huh? And it wasn't even that close, by the way. One and done for him. Is Odell Beckham back in Cleveland, Pete? 
he's hurt. He can't run, Tony. He's hurt. He's got to have. I think he's got to have um, groin surgery. He can't run. I don't know Except, who would, who would trade for him. Would you want right, Odell? That, I'm not sure. No. I would. Falcons over the Niners on the last play of the game. That one shot. That was shocking. I did not see Atlanta going to San Francisco and beating that team. No, and they, I'll tell you what, they played good defensively in that game, which, you know, would be interesting to see if that carries over. They've played much better on defense the last couple, you know, four or five weeks after they got Dan Quinn away from the defense and let Raheem Morris and those guys call the defense. Tough. It'll be interesting to see how they play this week. And you look at San Francisco, back-to-back really tough games. They went to Baltimore, lost a really close game at the end, physical game, beat New Orleans. Tough game on the road, back-to-back tough road games. Come home, but they lost. They lost their center, uh, starting center, Rich Richburg. Yeah, Richburg. I mean, they lost some guys. Sherman. Sherman. I mean, so this is a team that is not 100 percent healthy or even close to it going into the playoffs. And the Bills. It's secured. amazing though. You fall from one to five. You, you go from having home field advantage all the way through this week, and then you lose, and now you're a five seed going on the road. And it can switch again next week. It could. Bills beat yep. the Steelers. Bills secured a playoff spot, 17-10, the final on Sunday night football. It's Monday night football tonight. The 6-7 and seven Indianapolis Colts are on live support. Trying to keep any hope alive for the AFC wildcard race. Jacoby Brissett leads them into the Superdome to face Drew Brees and the weapons of the NFC South champion New Orleans Saints. It's a loud one in the dome. Who you got tonight? I got New Orleans. I mean, I think oh, I do too. I do I the better team, and I think you know the Colts. Uh, I can't figure out. They're up and down. Uh, they got a pretty good roster. I like the roster a lot. Brissett has to be a little bit better, but they just. Uh, I think they lost this on the Thursday night game in Houston when they were controlling that game going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Stopped running it. And uh, ended up losing a game they should have won. And the quarterback hasn't played as well either no. since he got hurt. That's right. Pete? I'm with you. I like the Saints. Great show. Have a great week. We'll talk to All you. All right, guys. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. See you, Pete. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports Senior Writer. Tony Vaselli, pride of the Jaguars left yes. tackle. Yes, that's what I've heard. I'm J.P. Shadrick. You are. And I don't think that's going to change. I hope not. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.